Welcome back to another episode of the Reaction Therapy Podcast. I'm Tom Stevens, your resident psychotherapist. We are going to go through the history of reaction therapy a little bit further as we just walk slower and slower towards the present day. And I am with my son, the engineer, producer, co-pilot, the guy who runs things so well behind the scenes. Oh, thank Nick, you. <laughs> I appreciate it that. It is so fun to be here. This podcast is really fun because we reminisce today. I know. Today is all about looking back, looking back at the past, and looking back at, you know, an interesting time, honestly, during reaction therapy. But before we get there, let's just talk about how are you doing, first of all. It's the end of summer. Summer is <laughs> winding down. It's sad. But how are you doing? I've been a little bit overwhelmed, if I'm going to be honest. I've yeah. had a lot going on. I was telling somebody just the other day, mm -hmm. between my work at work, which, you know, I can have a week that's totally chill and fine, and I deal with regular problems from people, and nothing major's happened. And then all of a sudden, I can have lots of trouble in mm -hmm. marriages or people that might be suicidal or people yeah. that have lost a close mm -hmm. loved one. And for me, there are weeks and waves like that where it goes really chill and everything's kind of calm. Yeah. And then it gets really stressful. Now, combine that, Nick, with reaction therapy, which I love to do. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like one of the funnest hobbies I've ever seen that I get to listen to music I really like. I get to mm -hmm. make reaction videos, talk on podcasts like this, but it has to come outside of all the work. So I am a little yeah. bit overwhelmed. Yeah. No, I feel that. Um you know, I feel that for me too. We're as we're recording this, we're about to go out of town again for our last little trip. So we're having to pre-record a lot of stuff and just get a lot of stuff out. And it is definitely stressful. It's taxing on both of us yeah. for me to just edit everything and schedule everything and for you to actually record everything. Yeah. It definitely is taxing on us, but it's worth it because we get to make content for y'all. So. Well, and I do want to say, like, we don't speak about this very much, but there are a lot of people that say, you know, take it easy, take a break. <laughs> you know, you can you can relax and take it easy if you want. Well, there's two, two pieces of thought with that. Number one, yeah. in social media, at least what I've learned that Nick's taught me, when you do take a break, like if you pause and you take a few days or a week in between a video, the algorithm can tend to get messed up and it can throw off any kind of regularity that we have. So mm -hmm. what we try to do to combat that is we record ahead of time yeah. so that we, when we need a break, like vacation, we still have videos that are able to be released. Mm -hmm. But it's not always as simple from what I've found with YouTube and social media to just stop doing something yeah, for a really while. Can't do that. And also it throws me out of my flow. So what we do is we kind of record, when we have a good rhythm, we record ahead of time and yeah. then we might need to take two or three days off mm -hmm. where we're just doing regular life stuff. So we do take breaks. Yeah. But I think with the amount of work Nick's having to do to compensate for me, because I record these videos right and I just sit here and do this, he has to do all the follow through of that. Yeah. It's a lot. But on top of that with my job, you know, that's my career. That's what I do I every day. Can't so take breaks from that. <laughs> I cannot take a break. And and people, you know, even today will text me and have an emergency or crisis that I have to deal with. And so I go there too. So it's just it's just stretched us a little. Yeah, it has, and I th I think it's stretched us in a good way because we're we're having to learn new things, but also we're just in a different space yeah. than we were, and it's just different. But different and, can be good sometimes. And I do a lot less of the senseless things that I used to do, the wasted <laughs> yeah. time on yeah, either true. social media or things that I would waste time on before. I've noticed I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like I used to have this app I played golf, golf clash on. Yeah. I love golf clash. It's one of my favorites. I literally don't play it anymore. Yeah. And I used to play that every day just as a, a kind of chill time. But I yeah. instead I look at videos, I look at comments, I like to hear what people say. Anyway. Yeah. It's fun, but it's no, a lot. It's fun. And speaking of the algorithm part, it's like we, we have big goals. Like we're trying to That's get true. trying to gain subscribers. And if we take time off, then it's gonna slow down. And we just we wanna keep building, we wanna reach more people. And so recognize that point. Our that's goal our when he says thing. big goals, which we believe in goals, whether it's competition, playing basketball, baseball, golf, whatever. Yeah. We believe in goals and competition uh, and reaching for something, dreaming. Yeah. And we also sure. believe in spreading this word. And one way to spread mental health awareness is through more subscribers. Mm -hmm. So we want to grow that for that reason. Yeah. Because YouTube really brings us nothing in terms of the videos 
but it allows us to reach more people. And that's what you've been great at. Yeah. Good job. Thanks for Emily, too, who's yes. doing all Shout the thumbnails mm -hmm. because she has really been phenomenal at being on the spot. Sometimes Nick dumps 10 or 12 <laughs> videos know. on her. Like, we yeah. need thumbnails for these in three days. Can you do them? And, and it's not all the time, but she's been a trooper and a great person. And yeah. thanks to Charlotte out at Discord, mm -hmm. who is running the entire show. Holy hell. I can't even believe I say that every time. Well, it was name. better when it was holy moly. That's I what I holy cow. Holy. <laughs> let's think of a name. Anyway, yeah. thank you to Charlotte for running things. Been so generous with doing that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. So for our intro topic of the day, I wanted to ask you a question, but here's the transition first. Wow. So today, I like the transition. You do that every time. No, I didn't <laughs> hurt it that way. It had a little pop in it that time. That was oh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to give or let you give some general tips to young adults because as we go into this kind of fall phase after we're getting out of summer, I was going to do tips for kids going back to school, but we more how we have young adults that kind yeah. of watch this and I just I just wanted to give you have give you the opportunity to give some just tips to young adults. What I love about Nick is that he didn't say this to me before the show. Like, no. you think we'd rehearse this and get it ready? Like, we're going to... I didn't know this was coming, so it's off the top of my head. No, I, I, I gave you the sheet, though. I did. I do have the sheet. <laughs> I just didn't... Oh, I didn't... It does say that. Yeah. I didn't look at it. It's okay. So... You're good at giving stuff off the top. Off the top of my head, there's a couple of things. Number one, and, you know, I've, I've harped on the balance piece of life. Balance keeps me stable, but... One thing I tell young adults for sure is stay in balance with your life. Try not to be lopsided. Try not to be going out at all hours of the night. Try not to be spending, overspending too much money. Try not to be overusing when it comes to drinking or any kind of substance. Try not to go to excess with too many things. Stay in balance with your routine. Do some exercise or movement. And watch, you know, stay in balance with who you're with so that it's not people who are toxic or unhealthy for you. That's number one. The second, look forward. Honestly, look ahead. I think your, your 20s are your time to fail, but you don't fail by doing nothing. You fail by trying. And so you have to go out and try a job, try a hobby, try an endeavor, try to get on social media, try to do whatever you want to do that you're passionate about. Try to do that and take a risk, take a shot at it and do it, but do it full force. Yeah. Like if you have somebody like, uh, like when somebody comes to me, which they have and said, I just want to intern for you. Like I want to be a therapist mm -hmm. one day and I'm not a therapist. I'm going to school right now, but I just want to be around your environment and work there. You don't even have to pay me, Tom. When they do that and they spend 30, 60, 90 days with me, I can tell whether they've got it. I can tell whether they have the passion. And most of the time I hire them or I pay them because I see how hard they work, but they come in not expecting anything. That's what I'm talking about. Hmm. Find a thing you want to do and look forward to what you're going to do. So by the time you're 30, you are planted in and rooted in who you want to be and what you want to do. Don't just sit around and wait for a job to come to you or a career or something you're passionate about. Hmm. Go find your passion. Try yeah. things. That's a good idea. Yeah. Balance I mean, and looking forward. Yeah. I, I like how you mentioned that. I know like Gary Vee, who's a big guy on TikTok, yeah. he... he advocates for that like your 20s is your time to make mistakes and to try things and i think that's wise for young adults to go out and try something um and just do it full force like don't just kind of dabble in things but i i say go for it and really try it out and then afterwards if it doesn't work then you go on to the next thing until you find something that works because eventually you will find something that works. Yeah, I used to really struggle with Gary Vee and I think he's <laughs> softened. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I don't think he's as harsh and abrasive as he used to be. I think he's reaching people differently now and he's reached me in terms of, yeah, I believe that very same thing. In the past, he used to be dropping F-bombs every other statement and he's he just was more sharp around the edges and yeah. now he seems more refined and, and his message is very clear and it's to follow your passion don't just do nothing and don't just blame like take what you can and use it take one little thing and turn it into something yeah anyway. okay yeah so that was a good little intro good tips for everybody to to hear but now uh, I want to get into something else that I think is going to be fun. I'm going to do this transition again right. because we, again, Let's have two intro topics. So Yes. 
Super Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, so, wait, it's Tuesday when we're taping this, but not when it's coming out. Yeah, probably not when it's coming out. Um, okay, so I'm going to limit this because I don't want to just go on forever because we could go on forever on this topic. This topic is going to be childhood stories. And the reason we're doing this is because we're looking back on the history of reaction therapy. So let's just look back to our childhood. So I'm going to limit this to one story per person. Just one? Because we could go on a while for this. And um, okay. I'm going to go first. And I'll let you. I know you have a ton. Tom has a ton of story. We did talk about this before. And you're like... I have a ton of stories. This would be a great podcast by itself. Just stories I have of things I've been through. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe when I interview Tom, that's one of the things we could talk about. But I'm going to go first. Um, So my childhood story, I don't remember when it was, to be honest. I think it was at least like seven years ago, eight years ago. It was probably when I was 10 or so, maybe 10 Mm -hmm. years ago now. I don't know. It was a while ago. But what happened... (laughs) was I ended up sleepwalking and I didn't really know I even sleptwalked before this moment. And I don't think I really did much as a kid, but this was a sleepwalking story. So if you get creeped out by kind of these stories, uh, just fast forward a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I sleptwalk. I, I remembered, I remember it too. And I still remember it to this day, what I was doing. Which is so weird how sleepwalking works. Like I remember, remember I remember me doing this. Like I remember vividly, like what I did. Um, And so I was in my room, just upstairs, and I woke up, apparently sleeping still. And I walked out of my room, and I'm like, "Cool, going down the stairs." I walked all the way down the stairs asleep. Somehow I made it without tripping and falling. And I decided I'm going to walk outside and we have an alarm system in our house. So if you, uh, you know, open the door while the alarm's on, the alarm's going to go off. And so I don't think I, I think the alarm is what alerted y'all. So I just walked out of the door. The alarm went off. Actually, I don't think the alarm went off. Oh, it didn't? I feel like it wasn't set yet. But what went off was we had a beep on our doors Oh. and it would go beep whenever a door would open. And that's what okay. alerted us. Okay. I, I assume the, it was the Because we were in our bedroom, I think. Okay. But it, so, yeah, I clearly walked outside and they got alerted, but I just kept walking. So I just kept walking. We had a little, we have a, our back patio and then there, we had a little gate, like a probably five foot tall gate. And I'm like, and I opened it while I'm sleeping. So I just, I open it, I walk out and I just, we have a long driveway. So then I turn and I walk down our driveway and I'm just walking down the driveway. Who knows where I would have gone. And then my dad, which I'm not supposed to say that on here. I guess I'm supposed to say Tom, but he has my dad. So he came out (laughs) and he just went out the gate and he's like, Nick, what are you doing? And I guess I didn't, I don't remember anything after that, but that's what I remember. I just remember walking and I remember him saying like, what are, what are you doing? Where are you going? So I don't know if you want to add anything to that. I remember it was Nicholas actually. And I said, Hey Nicholas. And he turned around and he looked at me. I said, where are you going? And then he just turned around and just kept walking, you know, down the driveway, but he was just kind of not there. Like, which was funny to see somebody sleepwalking like that. But yeah. Then I kind of walked out and and just kind of walked with him. And I'm like, you can come back inside. And so I was just talking to him a little bit. And then he turned around and just came and walked back inside. And did I go to bed? I can't remember. That's a good question. I bet mom remembers that one. I don't know what what happened with that. That's quite a memory. Anyway, That's my little story. I'm sure y'all have like a sleepwalking story Mm -hmm. or something like that. I I think it's pretty common, I think, to sleepwalk. I don't know. I don't know how common it is. But that that is my most crazy sleepwalking story that i remember and pretty crazy what if it was a time where y'all were asleep and didn't hear anything <laughs> didn't i would have just kept walking like who knows yeah, where you never gone. know so that's that's how some bad stuff can happen but Scary. anyway that's my story mm. so my story yeah go for it <laughs> i've got several well one he's limiting it to one i had a sleepwalking story when i was younger because i used to sleepwalk like all the time when i was little yeah. and i must have been about nine years old at that point uh, because my best friend Keith, who lived down the street, five houses down the street, uh, we we play together every day, play wiffle ball, and do all kinds of things. Well, I had this bike, this my favorite bike, you know that 
that was kind of like a like a mag bike or whatever. And mm-hmm. I had it inside. It was at our front door. So in the hallway of our front door, I would lean the bike up. So it stayed inside with me. And, you know, when I went outside, I would go get on it and ride it outside. But one night my sister was up. She was four years older than me. She's a teenager. And she saw me come out of bed. And when I slept, I just slept in underwear back then. Like there was no pajamas or anything. You just sleep back in underwear. So I come out of my underwear and I get on my bike. And she's like, Tommy, what are you doing? And this is me being recounted the story. And I'm just like, leave me alone. I was irritated. I'm like, just like, Mm. leave me alone. She's like, well, where are you going? It's like, it's like 11 o'clock at night. You know, she's a teenager. She's still up. And I'm like, I'm going to Keith's. Just leave me alone. And she's like, but it's 11 o'clock at night. And I was on my bike going to open the front door to drive down the, ride down the street. And I think my parents came out at that point and they all kind of talked me back into getting off the bike and getting back into bed. But I was legit going to get on my bike in my underwear and ride down the street. I don't know sleepwalking if you can do that. Like if you still have all your faculties like that, but I was on it ready to go. I got crazy stories. I had one other quick one I can tell on the podcast later, but when I was five years old, I was in kindergarten and kindergarten back in my day was a half day and it was like preschool. So Mm. school really started in first grade when I grew up. Kindergarten was just a half day. And I had this public school I went to and and it was a street across from me. It was one street over and the playground came off of the the door to the kindergarten class. (laughs) And there was this circular fence that that was covering the playground where the kindergartners would go out and play by themselves, you know, in their little playground. And this boy who lived next door to me was, I think, a third grader at the time. Mm. And he was kind of a troublemaker from what I know, but I liked hanging around him. So he talked me into going to the school on a weekend and he broke into the school Mm. and we trashed the kindergarten room. I mean, there was big time problems with this, like yeah. authority problems. And I was, I was, I think, five at the time. So I didn't really know what was going on, but I, I kind of like was kind of having fun doing it. But then I was kind of like not. I do remember just vividly, not vividly, vaguely that I didn't really like doing it, but I liked doing it. It was a mixture mm. of things. And man, the, the authorities got called on Monday when school came because the room was trashed when people got there. It was an insane story. Like mm. I can tell more of that later, but... I was legit in a um, vandalism situation wow. at five years old. Yeah, there is a God, y'all. Because without a God, I would be in a gutter, or dead, <laughs> or in prison somewhere. Because the things I've done, I didn't even do that on purpose. Like yeah. that was legit, not me. But I've been in situations where I shouldn't have gotten out of it, but I did. Yeah, I remember some other stories that happened oh, yeah. that you've told me that we'll have to get to next time. But best way to learn is through other people's mistakes. Yeah, go to the podcast, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, that was just a fun little story. I wanted to talk about that. We're looking back on reaction therapy, so why not look back on some of our favorite childhood memories? Anyway, let's get into now the topic of the day. Top. So the topic of the day is obviously the Todd is the history of reaction therapy. We are now into March. Um, as we're going through this journey, we just talked about the 100K live stream in our last history yep. episode, and now we're going past opening that. up Patreon. Yeah, at the 100K live stream, everything kind of unveiled and shifted into a, a point of like this is for real now. Yeah, getting merch brought out, mm-hmm. like all of that came out then. Remember that? Yeah, unveiled everything. And the goodness, the good part of this for y'all, anybody who's listening. Is And we should put these kind of in order somewhere, because when you look at the history, you can see how we developed everything and what we were thinking looking back. Because when we had the 100K live stream, we were looking forward to other things, which would be like a podcast eventually. We just hadn't planned it. So at this point in March, this was where everything was like rocking and rolling. We kind of peaked at that point with the with everything and the growth. And then it went into settle down mode. And so I think... You know, we got the we got Patreon out, we got the merch out. We were still doing the videos like we're doing them, but we were doing more now because we had Patreon subscribers to work with, and so that required more videos. So instead of like ten a week, we went to thirteen, fourteen, fifteen a week. Yeah, we upped what we were doing, which was a lot break more time. work at that point. And you were at school. Yeah, still at your school home spring break, time. but you were away. Um, so yeah, so spring break was when we did the 100K live stream, and then I went back to school, and that's when everything ramped up. And luckily, we had a good system going. It was just a lot. It was a lot to keep up with for yeah. me being at school, finishing yeah. up, 
the uh, semester pretty soon and graduating. Like that was all really busy for us. And March was kind of the time, really April. Um, we're going, how far are we going in this? Up till you graduate. Till Up you till when school. I graduated. Yeah. So we're going to go from today, mid-March to mid-May, yeah. two months. So in April is when we had a big drop off in um, subscribers per day. And we were still putting out tons of content. So we were like working double from what we used to. And we were getting less subscribers, which was a really tough point in our journey. And I'll get to that in a little bit later. How That was kind of a fork in the road. And we were kind of like, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. But yeah, and in March, March was a good time. We it was still we we're still on the uptick, but we we're starting to kind of see a peak. But we were doing Patreon. We were excited about all of that. Yeah, and we were able to put Juice World stuff on Patreon. Imagine if that was still a thing. Yes, we can talk about that a little later too. But it was a fun time. We had a good time with Patreon. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure though because it's kind of where this became more of also including a business and yeah. a model that we wanted to bring. This is kind of I think this is where. The mental health awareness to the world through music and lyrics started creeping yeah. in because we thought, what is it we really want to do? It's it's to be able to have something that offers something to the world. And we wanted people to be able to hear about mental health through music. Yeah. And I want people my age to be able to hear that music matters at, at any age or any kind. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of one of those pivotal points of do we just kind of put videos out every now and then and yeah. just stay steady and, mm -hmm. and maybe cut back a little bit and just do three or four a week and just leave it at that and and which would allow us not to have as many different artists or as much music but you know we just go about our lives because you're about to graduate or do we just press forward and try to make this turn this into something that could offer a lot more to the world and so we press through the toughest months of april which by the way were tough because I'm here doing my job. Nick's away trying to finish school and graduate and get all that done. There was a lot of mm -hmm. extra stuff to do. And, you know, it everything kind of leveled out in terms of YouTube and subscribers. And and so we were kind of trying to push through the pain of all of that because it was a lot of work we were doing. And once you got back home, I knew it would be relieving. Yeah. April was definitely the toughest month lot so far. Um, for me, April was the toughest month by far of yeah maybe my life honestly like it was a really tough tough month i mean i had so much school to do so many final projects and just final things to do i i'm said it multiple times I've, i was a leader in multiple ways at my school so i had to be at meetings and all kinds of stuff lead things as well as do reaction therapy and i had to fit that all in so it was brutal like there was not a day that didn't go by that i yeah. You know, wasn't working on something like I did, hadn't. I felt like I had no downtime, and like maybe one day a week I would have some downtime, and I'd be like, okay, I gotta plan this out what better because yeah. I gotta figure out what I'm doing what day at that point. So it it was rough, but it was kind of like you said, our grind time. Like it was our yeah, grind I, month, and that happens. And honestly, what we saw in April, I think, is what's typical of any channel. Yeah, like that's a normal thing for us. It was just very different. And so we did readjust at that point and we thought, you know what, this is okay. Like yeah. we're fortunate that we're getting any subscribers, we're getting any support at all. We're grateful yeah. for that. And when we readjusted, like it's really okay because we are going to do this for us. And that's when we started thinking, what if we did a podcast? Like, so we weren't just doing reaction videos, but we talked to the artists of the music we're reacting yeah. to. And that idea to me, which is so fascinating to me, and the two of us teaming up to do a mm -hmm. podcast to interview people was just such a breath of fresh air. Like we yeah. can do something different now. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I was really excited to do that because in April we were, like we said, grinding. And then we thought about it and we're like, let's do, let's do that. Once you get back home, well, we could start that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And then going up until when I graduated, I was excited to graduate. And I was really excited. I'm like... I was telling everybody, I'm like, okay, like this is what I'm doing after after school. Um, we're gonna start a podcast. Like that was a huge part. Like this podcast was a huge part of my motivation to keep doing it and yeah. really keep working hard because I thought it'd be really fun. And yeah, it was really cool. And and knowing summer's coming, Nick was gonna be home. May was cool to get to May and have the the time to know. Okay, he's gonna be home. We'll have a regular schedule. 
I'll be able to have him right here with me so we can talk about things very quickly and get things done. And then, you know, we incorporate a podcast into it, which covers the history of reaction therapy. It covers certain topics I want to talk about, anxiety, stress, toxic relationships, trauma, all those great things. And we're going to start bringing in different artists or other people, uh, other reactors as well to interview. Yeah. Just people from life that I think you'd be interested in hearing from. That was the, the icing on the cake for me to make this super duper fun. Even though it's one more thing to do, we've kind of got the reaction thing down now. Yeah, at that point we did. It lets us now focus on, let's bring in another element of reaction therapy. So when we talk about membership to Patreon, or we talk about membership to YouTube, and mm -hmm. live streams you get, or extra content you get, or getting this podcast early, that's the support piece of for us to go out and spend the time and energy to... Uh, create these video reactions to be able to interview these artists that lets us now have freedom to be able to do some more of that mm -hmm. because it, it does take a lot. If anybody walked through, we should do that one day, walk through a day of how we do what we do. You would see the amount of energy it does take, you know, from all of us to make this stuff happen. Yeah. It's which I, is fun, but man, it it's, I'm learning every day. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge amount of work. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I think it was really fun, though, towards the end. Towards the end of April, beginning of May for me, I graduated on May 7th of this year. And towards the end of April, I kind of felt like a, a relief in a way because school was, like, ramping down for me. Like, I didn't have any finals because I didn't have to take any because I was a senior. So hmm. that part was cool. I got to hang out with a lot of my friends that, that finals week, and I was able to really focus on reaction therapy for that one week before I came home and really get things settled. And then I was able to come home and start the podcast. But that, that last, that first week in May, it was awesome. Well, one, because it was Tom's birthday, May 1st. <laughs> and then also I was able just to work really hard on reaction therapy for that week. And then the rest, you know, we just kept, kept going from there. The podcast started and yeah. Yep. This was the least active period of reaction therapy. So when we're looking at everything, this was the there this was more of just normal regular life. So the period from March yeah. to May was kind of more of just, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. There there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff that was yeah, happening. We'd already done the 100k, we had done Patreon, and then we hadn't started the podcast yet. So it's kind of the in between. Yeah. From May to July is when, you know, there was more activity in terms mm -hmm. of doing the podcast and restructuring things a little bit. Yeah, which will be our Having YouTube next, membership. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be our next history. Yeah, episode. and then we'll be catching up to the current and doing, you know, just topics and interviews with artists, which will be really cool. Yeah. So it it was nice to have, for <laughs> me, it was nice to have the lull, the little bit of quiet and calm, even though it was like, hey. It didn't feel calm. Not as many that. people were coming in, but man, I don't know when it was. I think it was sometime in May where all yeah. of a sudden, we had a spike again of people, subscribers that were coming in. And I can't ever figure that out. Yeah. Well, I have a couple. I mean, just being behind the scenes, I have a couple of re I mean, we went from 200 people, subscribers a day average in April to like 1,000 Yeah. in May it, and June. It grew up. It, it didn't just go from 200,000. Like, it grew from 200 to 400 to 500 to 700. It like, went up, man. It did go it's up. A, it is a climb and i don't know how that happens yeah well a lot of it is behind the scenes work and you doing amazing on react i think you <laughs> you always do the, the amazing on reactions i think it also is i think it really is the behind the scenes things and the types of songs yeah Just, that that's what depends. i attribute also to. the one thing i really think that helped is we were getting close to 150k and people want people i feel like when they see that they're like, okay, I'll subscribe because I want to be a part of like that climb mm. to the next level. I think mm. those milestones are a big thing. Like right after the 150K thing, we've slowed down again a little bit. And I think that's because we're not near a milestone. Once we get closer to 200K, it'll keep going up. Like I think that's how. I don't know about that. I'm not really, sure if I agree with that. Okay. But that's well, the beauty of our opinions, right? That is that is what I believe. And I believe pretty strongly. I, th <laughs> I, I think it's been a, a kind of a thing like it really has been for our channel once we were close to 100k mm -hmm. we boosted a ton once yeah. we were close to 150k we boosted again 
Well, I think part of it for you is you invest a lot of your emotional energy into Mm -hmm. this. Like it's like a baby to you. It's a child (laughs) and you're growing it honestly. And so Uh when you invest that much, you want it to grow, you want it to get better. You want it to, to expand. And you know, when the growth is based on, for instance, subscribers, it's like you're always looking at, it's like the scale when you check your weight, you know, you're always looking at whether it's not how you feel, it's whether you're up and down. And what we've had to do is look at how we feel, like what energy are we putting in? And can we just not look at the scale or not look at the numbers for a little bit? And and I think it's because it's very personal to you. You want this to be great for everybody Mm -hmm. so that they can get good information, good content, and be a part of a cool group and family. And that's what we see ourselves as. Yeah, it's true. So it is a big thing for you. You do yeah. a lot of work for this thing. I'm really I appreciate I'm, you. I do that. really, I do really try, and just just know from this episode, if you're watching this, we are trying like for y'all. <laughs> like, we're really trying. We're we're not slowing down. We might have had that one video a couple months ago at this point, or a month ago or so, but uh, we are definitely Which not. Video? We're definitely not shutting down. <laughs> oh, quick paint. Like yeah. like we're definitely not. Like we're working hard every day. Yeah. So. Definitely that, but anything else really big that happened May or March, April, May? My birthday, your graduation, Mother's Day, all those great things. Can't happened. forget about Mother's Day. Can't forget about Mother's Day. The big day. Yeah, I mean, and summer came, and it's hot as all get out here in Texas right now, so that's yeah. all we can think about, right? 105 every day. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's tough, but I love it. I love talking about the history and reminiscing. I'm kind of sad because probably the next... I know. time we do the history will be the last history and then we'll be yeah. up to date and we'll just be talking about hey let's talk about life now or maybe we'll go forward <laughs> and we can give you all a dip into what's coming before people actually see it That'd be something cool. like that that'd be fun yeah, these video these podcasts don't get a ton of views so for the people that do watch they'll get a one of view. these days they will get a ton of views that's the goal that's my belief that's always the goal all right let's go in now to the Q&A segment. Oh, one of my favorite things to do. Ooh, did you hear that? That is Q&A time. I got to pull this Questions up. for me? Do we Questions have some this time? week? We do. I asked we have the community family. tab uh, yesterday, and we have 25 comments. We're not going to get to all of those. I didn't delete them didn't this, delete time. this time. I, I it would have been hard because it was literally so 17 hours ago. Really? Day, so... <laughs> Okay, the first question from JWT. Are there any genres you intend on avoiding in the foreseeable future, or is everything relatively fair game? Within reasonable opportunity to reflect, uh, of course. I'm not really sure what that last part means, but do we have any genres that you're looking to avoid? I can't think of any genre specifically to avoid. I would probably avoid something we've heard some pretty intense like rock heavy metal stuff i'd probably avoid something that was satanic Mm. or something that was so heavy metal like it's scream i don't know it's screamo or whatever but it was so intense i couldn't if i couldn't gather the message or if the message is intentionally horrific then i probably wouldn't we're trying to do mental health. so And I probably would avoid, for instance, um, at this point, uh, the symphony mm. or something, I'm thinking. I mean, because I wouldn't, for instance, maybe have lyrics or something, <laughs> and I could listen to some of it. But uh, there's just... I'm trying to figure out the mix between what I want to learn and hear about and mm. what appeals to everybody that listens. Yeah, There are different groups and genres probably I haven't heard yet. Mm. that I can't say I'm not really I wouldn't turn anything away but I'd probably have to check it or Nick checks it first yeah. to see I think the big thing is if it's mental health focused because That's it. I don't think it really matters the genre to be honest if it has good it, mental health in it it could be a beautiful song but no it doesn't health. have a mental health message and not that it has a bad message it just doesn't have a mental health message yeah that might be different and I mean we have done songs that don't have mental health in it but it's mm-hmm. more in that case, we're going through their whole catalog of music or something yeah. like that. Like a Juice World song or an Eminem song or an NF song. Not all of them have mental health. A lot of them yeah. do, but not every one of them does. But we're going through their whole kind of catalog of music. So that's Well, and the different. fan base, everybody who listens to these artists enjoy that music. And yeah. so I don't want to just, I don't want to 
check every single song ahead of time. Yeah. That that would be me not having an initial reaction. I want to not know. And then after say, I'm not really sure that had mental health. Yeah. Because I love in the comments, I have to love when people say that was horrible. This had no mental health. What, yeah. why would he pick this? Well, sometimes we go off of what you pick. Yeah. Especially now we're doing And that Nick almost. doesn't know, or I don't know, for instance, we haven't heard it. And so we put it out because a lot of people voted on it. And so we'll listen. It's not that we hit every single one exactly on, but the same could be said for, <clears throat> excuse me, a, um, uh, I forget what that group is at Christmas time that always plays, um, pentatonics or, well, that, that's one I was thinking of, but there was another one that's all instrumental. I should That one, I mean, it doesn't have any words, so we wouldn't listen to that, even though oh, yeah. I really like listening to it, but pentatonics, I probably wouldn't listen to. Not because I don't like them. I just don't know if it's a clear mental. It may be an inspirational, motivational. Like it may yeah. be good music. They do a lot of acapella, I yeah. think. And I've heard them, but I don't know. I guess maybe I could. I mean, I just have to I look at what song it is. We're not opposed to anything, but we get we have to just, you know, and we might make make reactions to it and then just not post it if it doesn't have mental health with it. So. That's the difference. So no, we're not opposed to anything. <laughs> Short answer or Unless long it's answer. satanic or, yeah. you know, purposely horrible. Yeah. Or like y'all wanted him to react to I Show Speed, who literally is not really a good artist, is I what I'll say. I think that would classify as an artist, even. Uh, he has song. He has music. Okay. It's just not good. But I don't know that that's his. Like artists are people who, that's what they do. Yeah. I they don't you. go make I firework you. videos in their room. Like that's well, just. Well, no, no, no. I was saying. There's actual music he makes. Yeah, I know, but he does this stuff also as a part of yes, yeah, yeah, who yeah. he is. Okay. Which is great. Good good question. <laughs> the next sec- section, the next question is, what do you see yourself reviewing like subscriber music or small artists on your channel? What a great, is this seriously a question? Seriously? Just this week. Now, we tell you, we think ahead on things. Just this week, we created a new. Yeah subscriber level on patreon for this question probably a month ago at this point but yeah so when this was recorded we set this up there is a new subscriber level on patreon that is for artists only and it is for this very purpose yes i could see myself reacting to smaller artists that don't have as much exposure Mm -hmm. people who are trying to get their name out uh and i i wouldn't necessarily put all of that out on youtube on our channel, like if it's if it's something I feel like would be better just for the person to have, or maybe we put it on Patreon uh, or the membership for YouTube, we could do that. I, I would reserve the right. I don't want to just put any video somebody yeah. sends me out on YouTube for 160,000 subscribers. But there's a new level. It's $350 level per month, and you can do it one month and then stop. But it's for groups like this that maybe they go around and they tour or they play different shows around mm-hmm. and they want a video or a song of theirs reacted to by us that they get a video reaction that we record like we normally do. Yeah, They get a 15-minute Zoom call with me afterwards that is also recorded uh, yeah. talking about the song and about what it meant and what I thought. And that's put on the end of the reaction, which is pretty cool. And then they get that sent to them to do with as they wish. They could put it on their website, on their Instagram or stuff like that. Or if we feel like it's something really we want to put out on YouTube, we will do that. But we just aren't sure until after we edit and do the whole process. So yeah. that if people have two, three, four songs, they can do it that way. Yeah. And it's a perfect level for an artist. And the reason why it costs more than any other is because they're an artist that's not out yet. And typically reactors don't do much with artists that aren't at least out signed with a label or yeah. exposed somewhere. In and the world. it's, it's person. It's very personal in that way. Yeah. Just like the inner circle. It's just a very personal. Well, man, the amount of time it takes thing. for me to sit down and actually record the video, you know, it's typically 30 to 45 minutes. By the time I sit down, I record the video, which then has to get edited down. So I may record for 30 minutes and it gets edited down. Uh, it takes me about, and then a 15 minute talk with them. It would take me about an hour. Uh, then Nick has to edit, uh, look at it, the thumbnail. If we yeah. create one has to be done, all that stuff. So long story short, there you go. Yeah. Good question. Okay. Great question. Yes. All right. We'll do one more here. Um, Tom, <laughs> I started. Uh, the last question was by 
Roar the Rapper. Roar, so, yes. Th- this question is from Hello Stranger. Ooh, Tom. Stranger Things. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're going Been for. watching Stranger Things lately. <laughs> we could talk about that. And yeah, we could. Tom, what are you most proud of about your son? <laughs> and then Nick, what is the best life life lesson you your dad has Ooh, given boy. you? So loaded question. There are tons of things I'm proud of about Nick. Like he is so unlike me in many ways, even though we have some very similar yeah. uh, traits. But he, the thing that I am most proud of him is number one, his heart, like how compassionate mm. he is for people, how much he cares about people, and how much he he was a guy when he was younger that would little bitty that at the play gym when they would play with other kids if somebody was crying he would walk over and just sit down next to the boy <laughs> or girl that was crying uh, with them he's very compassionate and, and so that's one but the second thing i really love about him is that he is extremely diligent and committed when he signs up for something he does it he likes to finish he finished college in three years he he always excels in what he does, and he does not stop when he wants to do something, just like reaction therapy. And so some people see him kind of driving a business here, but honestly, it's a passion for him. It's what he wants to do, and he doesn't like accepting failure ever. I love that about him. Yeah, that is one thing. I appreciate all those words, yeah. too. But yeah, I definitely don't like failure. I, I just, I'm going to keep grinding until the wheels fall off. I mean, let's face it. I'm the happy face, the nice guy that's just sitting here in front of the camera. He's the guy that is the business guy that's kind of running things. So it can look like I'm nice guy, he's mean guy at times because he's driving business a certain way and trying to structure the schedule a certain way and running Patreon and YouTube membership. And people might make comments about just trying to make money on this. But look, this is part of what he loves to do. It's yeah. part of what he wants to grow so that we can spread the message. And eventually what we'd love is to be able to have it going big enough that we give back. Yeah. Like we yeah. do with memberships. We give memberships to YouTube back in a lot of the live streams. We want to give back in scholarships and in funding to, to causes yeah, and mental so health. Cool. It'd be, be so great cool. one day to do that. But he's passionate about that. And so I appreciate that in him. And even though the message is about making money, well, look. If you have, like I said, if you have Hulu and you don't want commercials, you pay a little extra to not get commercials. It's your preference. You don't have to. And you don't even have to have Hulu if you don't want to, right? That's the same as Patreon, YouTube, or anything here with reactors. It's either a hobby and I'm going to put out videos when I want to. Or it's something that we want to do regularly that is a service. And the one thing we have, Nick, is mental health. We have a mental health focus, a mental health background. And I am here to spread what I do at work here so it can get to more people. Yeah. But I love Nick. Totally. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I love you too, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, The biggest life lesson I've learned from this guy, definitely without, without even thinking about it is about how he, how he treats people and something about Tom that y'all don't know is he, everywhere he goes, whether it's a gas station or a restaurant, or you know the the post office wherever he goes kroger he meets people and really gets to know them and he builds a relationship with them like we know people from all over the place he's mentioned before if he died today that he would have all kinds of different people at his funeral he would have people from kroger people from the post office people from gas station like he just knows everybody from everywhere and that's something that I really learned is to like really grow relationships and really care about everybody that you're around, no matter who it is, because yeah. it doesn't matter who it is. Like mm-hmm. it's just people are all people, all God's creation. So we're supposed yeah. to love them. And that's something that definitely Thank I've you. learned from you. Thank you. And, Cause it's the same with the inner circle. You've been there yeah, talking with them. Totally. It's a relationship that they appreciate the time they have with us. And we really appreciate that time to get to know them, like yeah. that they're real people. And, I love that. You're right. I do love yeah. that. Okay. I lied. We're going to do one more. <laughs> one more. One more question. And it's These are from. Really good question. Really good. From a therapy session. I wonder if he's an NFL. Whoa. This could be big. It is kind of big. I've read it. <laughs> it's he, therapy session asks, oh, I see the NF uh, logo in his thing. So he is definitely oh, an NF. I fan. love NF. Uh, when I'm feeling down, why do I pick sad songs rather than happy songs, even though I know it's going to make me feel worse or feel sadder? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. You'd think uh, logically, like 
I feel down. I want to feel better. So I'm going to listen to something that lifts me up. But honestly, we listen to those things because they match how we feel. They get us in our feelings and they get us in our feelings in a way that's tolerable, that we can taste, you know, that when you listen to that music, it helps elicit the feeling and bring it out. That's the kind of similar thing to going to therapy. And when you sit down with a therapist and you talk about your life and you talk about the uh, challenges, the struggles, the trauma, the abuse, the neglect, whatever you've been through. When you talk about that, it brings out elicits feeling. And that's part of what is therapeutic in the world. So you don't go into therapy and just say, well, let's talk about happy things or let's talk about how life can be better. So that's why many of us listen to songs is because it relates, it matches the feeling that we have. It's not always healthy to dwell in them. Like it's not healthy after a breakup, for instance, to spend hours listening to all the songs that remind you about the fact that you're broken up with. You can do a little bit, but what you want to do is be able to take it in small doses, you know, listen to a song or two listen to a little bit of a playlist and then go out and go for a walk or go out and go to the store and take breaks. So manage your time at listening to that because if it's actually bringing you down further or making you more depressed, it's not helpful, but it is helpful in the short term to listen to a little bit of music. Just like when you're super happy, Mm -hmm. if you put on super sad songs, you won't like it. You'll want to turn it off and do happy. If you're working out, you don't put on super sad songs, mm, right? Definitely not. You want your body to be pumped up <laughs> and ready up. to go. So yep. it's matching the feeling, and that's why we go to it. Watch children. Children, they're not thinking-based yet. Their brain's not fully developed, so they're feeling-based. They will go to what their feeling is when it comes to play. They will play. If they're really down, they'll play with something that kind of brings out that sad emotion. If they're really happy, they'll do the happy play. So it's because we're matching our feeling. Wow. Cool. Love that. Great questions. Great questions today. Probably the best questions we've had so far, mm-hmm. I would say. Hands down, y'all are phenomenal at asking questions. Yeah. Really cool. cool. Could do a whole segment, right. a whole well, show on that. I think I already know what it is, but today it's now time for the quote of the podcast. What it is? I think I might already know what it is. Which, we, we've mentioned it already. That might not be your quote. You might already have. We mentioned it? Well, I think, I don't know if it's been a quote before. Is that the best way to learn is to? Yeah, I don't know. I think I've had that before. Okay. But it always is a good quote. The best way to learn is through other people's mistakes. I thought I had a stupid quote last night that I told Nick. We were talking about something about life. And I'm like, like, hey, this could be the quote of the the show. When I said, when you're, when you don't like, I forget what I said. Oh, it was, uh, hold on. It was really dumb. It was something about about changing and like when you when you don't like where you're at or something the only way to change is to change or something yeah it's like if you don't like the way things are going then don't keep doing them the same i don't know it was something really dumb well i think you mentioned like the same word twice it's like the only way to do this is to do that yeah like duh Mm -hmm. but yeah the other quote I like, I'm clearly bombing this segment no, all the time, but Whatever. I love the other one where the guy says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. I really like that quote a lot too, because that's not mine. It's, that's this guy I saw on, online, but that's a really true statement of like, look around at your friends, the people you hang out with. That's, that's kind of the epitome of where you measure yourself. Yeah. And so uh, while Jesus walking on earth might've hung around all kinds of vagrants and and low lives like me, as I've been in life, he might have hung around a lot of different people. Those weren't necessarily his friends, like his close-knit group of people. He got disciples around him that had been through all kinds of crazy lives, but they changed their lives. So it's kind of like when you hang out with people who are bringing you down, you're going to go down. So think about that. It's just like what NF NF says, you are who you hang with. Yep. Well said, Nick. NF, I forget what song that's Mm -hmm. from, but you are who, who you hang with. Yep. I, I want everybody to know that you you have to look forward in life, not backward. And so sometimes we dwell in the past of what we've been through and it keeps us depressed. Or sometimes we reminisce on the past and what we had and we don't have it anymore and it brings us down. And we have to be able to look forward and say, who do I want to be a year from now? And what do I want my life to be a year from now? That yeah. would help. So it was in, have you reacted to I Just Want to Know? I think you have. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you have. But he says. 
I just want to know yeah, that, one. that one. I think we've done that. Um, keep talking. I'm going to look this I up for a second. I just want to know. Okay, I won't sing. But it's really important to look forward in life, y'all. And, and I always tell you, go to bed at night and ask yourself, what did I do today to make my life better? What did I do today to make my life worse? Just simple question. And it doesn't have to be horrific. It could be I didn't go on a walk today and and that would have made my life better. It didn't end things. It's not the end of the world. But I want to pay attention to, you know, I didn't drink enough water today. But I did call somebody. I did journal a little bit. I read a book. I listened to some music that was inspirational. I watched the the Reaction Therapy podcast. Like, ask yourself. And then when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what am I going to do today that's going to make my life better? What am I going to do today that makes my life worse? I mean, mm. get ahead of it. That's looking ahead. Yeah. So this quote is, and I just want to know, he said, NF says, um, they say that you are who you hang with. Maybe that's the reason you've been changing. Maybe that's the reason why I feel, I'm feeling like you're dangerous. So, yeah. So like when you are who you hang with, then that's why maybe if you see somebody who hangs around people that, you know, aren't the best, they're going to change and they're going to yeah. become he, like that. Even though they've been your friend in the past, maybe they start hanging yeah. around the wrong people and you're like, that's why something's up. It's because you're hanging around different people. Yeah. It's important to know that. It's important to know that. So remember that well quote done. from Tom? Love it. Um, I think that'll do it. Anything else you want to say to the people? How do we close it? I would just say, I know I keep plugging it, but go subscribe to my sports channel, please. It's That's right. We hadn't talked about that. Rise no. Up Sports for Nick. It is I, a underneath reaction therapy, yeah. reactions unlimited. Yeah. Go check it out. Rise Up Sports on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe to him. We want to get him to a thousand subscribers so he can go live and do a live show. Totally. I want to get on there if he'll ever have me on as a guest to talk about different sports, but yeah. especially golf and Go support him. Yeah, I should mention at the beginning so people will hear it. I don't Rise know. up, sports! If you're if you're still watching at this point in the video, just just you're already just, supporting. Just comment "Rise up, sports" in the comments if you yeah. made it this far. Well, you should give a prize away if they comment "Rise up, sports" because mm. then you I would know they watch a guaranteed the membership. Once I get a thousand subs or something like that, it would be cool to do that at the very end of a video or something to say yeah. if you just put "Rise up, sports." Um or some comment in the comments where people wouldn't know what that means, yeah. then you you would get something. Yeah, that know. would be fun to do something. Like but anyway, okay. go go subscribe to that, please. And please follow do. Tom uh, Reaction Therapy on TikTok. Because TikTok. We're, we're big it's getting on bigger and bigger. Right it's over 11,000 followers. 11, followers so. And I got some funny videos on there, y'all. Yeah. There are funny clips on there that you see my face, my expressions, and it's meant to be funny. They're short yeah. clips. People even make clips now of him. They do. They <laughs> take really parts funny. of me and put them on their page because they get, get views or something. Anyway. I don't know. That's funny. Thank you, everybody, Thank you for being yes. a part of Reaction Therapy, for, for supporting us and what we're doing, spreading mental health awareness to the world through music and lyrics. And thank you, Nick. And thank you, Emily. Yes. And thank you, Charlotte. Everybody. And everybody who has helped yeah. make this who it is, uh, make what this is. what it is. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have helped along the a way. A lot of people. Yep. From day one with Dextra, getting the OBS going. Uh, we've had a lot of people that have helped. So thank you. Yes. And thank you for watching. And we'll see we'll you, see on, you the on the next Reaction, Reaction Therapy, Therapy Podcast. Podcast.